Recording is on. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another edition of the Geeky Bros Podcast. I'm your boy, Tactics. It's your boy, Darcy. And this is Big Geek Umar. How y'all doing today? I'm always ready for a war again. I just, you know, I had to throw that in there, man. And like on the, that's a perfect segue, actually, into what our topic for today is. Uh, it's really just one topic broken down into several different aspects. Last week, unfortunately, we are all grieving from the loss of Chadwick Boseman, who was our Black Panther, our King T'Chaka, sorry, T'Challa. And yeah, I, I fig- uh, we all figured that, you know, he he was such a profound uh, icon in many different levels. And I we all wanted to do an appreciation episode. So... Uh, like let's uh, start off with uh, talking about like what are our thoughts on the actor. So uh, Darcy, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. You know, like tons of stuff has has come up since then. You know. Yeah. And like I t- this morning, I woke up and I was like flipping on on IG and I saw like this video clip of him talking about there would be no Black Panther if there was no Denzel Washington. And hmm. he was telling the story about how Denzel Washington paid for um, a part or an entirety of, of his schooling. I think it's a p- portion of his schooling yeah. um, to Howard University and how that like that paved the way. But then he had this beautiful segue in the speech. And he's, he's, you know, kind of the guy who like, you know, I feel like he, he he's very like, he's very thoughtful about what he says. And when he did that speech, like I don't feel like he's not the, kind of person in in those speeches to do so maybe a lot but this speech felt like it was just he was saying about how denzel washington it's not only that he helped pay and that enabled you know chadwick boseman to have the career but that all the actors in the black panther stand on denzel washington's shoulders because denzel washington is one of those people who set out you know uh a path and and trailblazed and fought against and all that kind of stuff that enabled all of them to kind of have like a, a blueprint in the industry yeah. and i was just like watching that this morning and i was like just kind of blown away because it was like one of those I, i'm not sure exactly what event it was but it's one of those speeches where like you know people can be like oh con- i'm gonna congratulate this other person but he was like so in it that, you know like denzel is the kind of guy where like he's strong yeah and you could see the tears like building in his eyes and then when it came time for like the the you know the applause it was like denzel that, that first one up and denzel's definitely not the kind of guy to be like oh yeah thank you thank you for for talking about me yeah. but it was kind of like a moment of like I think he gave Denzel a moment of true appreciation for everything that, that, that he had done with his life. And that, that moment is like shows so telling of like who Chadwick was because of how much he was, you know, that's, it, it takes a level of humility to stand yeah. in front of a large group of people and then just really give appreciation to another human being for their their lifelong sacrifice and 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 to not use that platform for you know some form of self-congratulation yeah uh, that's, 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 the, that's the thing on top of my head right now t um yeah man i i, I have to admit this one and I can't really explain why. I think maybe it has something to do with the fact that we obviously lost one of our superheroes, our close friend, uh, yeah. close friend of ours, uh, Justin, to uh, to cancer as well. 
but this one definitely hit home for me in terms of um, the, the huge loss that we all experienced with um, the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Um, him as a just him as a person, him as an actor. Obviously, we we didn't know him personally, but just the way he portrayed himself um, on and off screen um, from what we've seen was just phenomenal in the sense of how humble he was, um, how how much of a class act he was. Yeah. Um, like it still boggles my not boggles my mind. Sorry. Um, it it. It's 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 a huge. I can't really find the words, but it's I I was just very astounded by the the fact that nobody outside of his family knew that he was sick, and that the fact that he wanted to make I assume his reason was reason was he wanted to make this about like his, like his work he wanted it to make it about the work and not have people you know give him sympathy and and you know especially with um with black panther and the message that it conveyed and and how much of an impact he already knew going in before it had even come out how much yeah. of an impact he automatically understood that this movie meant and that it would create for people in the black community and part of the reason I, part of i feel he probably didn't want to make he didn't want it to be um, people to come out and see the movie as a, a sign of sympathy, where it was like, you know, no, this this movie is bigger than than me. It's bigger than the cast. It's it it it's it's going to live on and it's going to be impactful and inspirational. And that you can see it in terms of the young black youth that were inspired by it. You know, like, you know, I remember somebody. I I was watching a video and someone was talking about. Um, Oh, it was uh, for Jimmy Jimmy Fallon, um, where he basically was he set up this um, this room where it was like the poster. And there was this one girl who was um, supposed to give thanks to the poster and just give a message to the cast and and basically state what Black Panther as a movie did for her. And she said something along the lines of how her son. Um, found it to be very impactful. He's a, like a little kid, like maybe seven years old. And she's like, you know, there's two, she's like, there's two black figures or two black influences that um, that my son really looks up to. And that's the first one being Obama. Um, and then the second one being the cast members of Black Panther because of what it stood for. And I think, you know, Chadwick going in, he understood that and he knew how important this movie and this role was. And it's very admirable for him to um, withhold his his suffering and make it more about the art. And I think that's part of why it was such a huge blow to everyone because, you know, it was so unexpected. And then, you know, sorry to trail on, I'll wrap it up in a second. No, 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 please. Um, I was very, I always say I fucking hate the internet sometimes. <laughs> And my main reason is because of um, I remember seeing that video, and it's it it there's been posts that have been sur- like circulating regarding it. But um, when it first came out, I remember seeing the video and uh, of him. He was um, talking about uh, a campaign. I can't remember what specifically, and obviously he had he looked like he he was very yeah. slender, right? And uh, he looked very ill, 
And you know, you know how the internet can be. They're very, they often have no filter and they can be cruel. cruel. Yeah. And so, you know, there was like comments like, oh, like he looks like a crackhead. And other people are saying, oh, he must be preparing for a role or whatever, whatever. Very insensitive comments and not realizing that he was sick. He was literally dying, right? And it's heartbreaking. Going back and yeah. looking at that video now, not like not, not being aware of of what was going on in his life and him choosing to kind of keep that from the public and suffer in silence in a sense was admirable, but also very sad and, and disheartening at the same time. Um, and, uh, but it, it just goes to show what, what an incredible man, uh, an incredible human being that he was and how humble he was. And so I, for one, have so much respect for him. I didn't, I didn't know him personally, but I mean, he's, he's, He's touched me in a lot of ways. And um, yeah, I got like the fucking, I had to represent, man. Nice. I got the, the Black Panther necklace, you know, just to. I have literally been trying to like find something for me to like wear, especially for like for the, but like nothing is being delivered. It near yeah. as fast enough. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, I mean, it's uh, honestly, it's, it was hard, man, and like like I like I said before, with um with Justin passing and whatnot, and um it just it it hit a lot closer to home, especially considering it was cancer as well, and we lost our homie to to cancer this year. Um, so yeah, it's it's honestly just a a, a healthy reminder of how it, how fragile life is, and and how we really do take it for granted a lot of the times. And you know, it's you know me being in the health industry, it's it's equally important and something that is always on the back of my mind in terms of how important it is to you know focus on health and getting your physical, getting those checkups and 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 whatnot, and you know changing your lifestyle. You know, uh, Darcy, we we talked a little bit about it um, last week with your with your podcast when we did the interview. And um, that's a point that I definitely want to continue to drive home in, in my work and what I do and, and the importance of, you know, being more, a little bit more neurotic and in the sense of, you know, checking yourself out, going in and getting your physical on a, on a regular basis, regardless of, you know, how you feel, you know, it's just, it's always better to be safe than sorry. And I'm not, you know, discrediting uh, Chadwick and saying, suggesting that he, didn't do any of those things, you know, cause you know, life works in unpredictable ways, but yeah. Um, I've rambled on long enough, so I'm going to pivot over to, uh, Umar. Um, yeah, I would say that, uh, for me, I had a great deal of respect for him and admiration for him actually when, uh, uh, he was cast, when I saw him in civil war, when I saw him in black Panther, and then subsequently when I saw him in infinity war and, and also, uh, in Endgame. Uh, I have watched a few of his other films. I haven't been able to see uh, 42 yet, and I haven't seen um, The Blood Brother or something like that, uh, the, the war movie he, the he did. The Five Bloods. The Five Bloods, thank you. Uh, so those are, uh, and also he also has one more movie that's going to be coming out posthumously, uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. Like, I, Let's just say that uh, when, I, when I saw him in Civil War, I became an instant fan. Of Black Panther, but also, uh, but also of the actor. Mm -hmm. And when I found out that he, um, and it was actually, I've read a lot of very touching 
attributes to him this past week, which all of them made me uh, cry. And yeah, like I think it's it's made me quite emotional, and it's hit hard for me is because yeah, we lost our our good friend Justin uh, this uh, past year, and we all saw Black Panther together. And I think I think that was the last. No, 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 no. We we saw Infinity War all of us together as well. Mm-hmm. But like, um, yeah. So all of those kind of emotions, just like the personal aspect of it. But um, reading all the tributes, I was able to find out that like he did his own stunts. Uh, he um, he. They originally wanted him to speak. He was the one who insisted on the accent, mm-hmm. and that uh, the dialogue in Civil War, where it was him and uh, John Kenny, uh, kind of just speaking in um, in I, I can't remember the the, the language uh, Osaka, Tulsa or something, but with the click, I... yeah, yeah. Uh, so like that was kind of like on the spot. Like they decided to do that on the spot, and he, mm-hmm. he learned how to pronounce the words that he needed to do, like just before they started filming. Mm-hmm. And like that kind of dedication and attention, and then also in Black Panther, how he, uh, him, and Ryan Coogler were like working very hard to kind of bring forward. And he was always thinking about, how, like you were saying, tactics. Like he was always bringing forward and thinking what uh, this would mean for everybody else. Uh, and you and you can see that in in the performance. And it's nice to know that it was also intentional. It wasn't like none of it was accidental. It was all intentional. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I really uh, enjoyed and admired about him was that every time I'd always seen him in interviews or even in SNL and stuff like that, there was a poise to him. There was, um, there was elegance and sophistication, but at the same time, fun and sincerity and sweetness. Uh, and like the idea that this man was literally diagnosed with stage three right before his like his world exploded and he did his own stunts for the, like he was in the black panther outfit in like the in civil war which was incredibly uncomfortable and like he did all all the press and he and like and he went from stage three to stage four he went through like uh surgeries and uh, radi- uh, and chemotherapy and i'm just like people say oh actors are kind of like spoiled brats or like uh, there are people who like don't really work hard they just get like big paychecks and i would say that that is kind of an unfair uh kind of description to put on to actors and like on on the acting field uh because like they're putting themselves out there all the time but like i would say that chadwick boseman not only exemplified the greatest aspects of acting but he did a much harder job than like anyone I can think of like fighting stage three and four colon cancer and doing your own stunts long hours on, on set. And also like constant trips around the world for uh, promotions and, and like jet lags up the wazoo. And, and then also like having to do these speeches, like you were saying Darcy and like, uh, all like, uh, like kind of putting yourself out there, things that would like shrink the rest of us. And I just, the combination of that and also what I what I was seeing of him and and him and even a person a person of color, uh, myself, uh, like I was viewing it from someone who is used to watching Bollywood films where they like not to knock too much of Bollywood but like they they kind of take a lot from the West and they try to be like the West in order to like get a lot of like interest going. Black Panther almost did the exact opposite. It's a no. Let's bring our culture and sh- like show it to them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Uh, I'm not sure if you guys ever saw uh, the Jason Scott Lee Bruce Lee film, uh, uh, Dragon the Bruce Lee oh, story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was a there was a line that always stuck with me was when uh, he was trying to like just before he had to like duel people, a uh, duel guy uh, to like keep training uh, a, a white people, and they're like you should they're the enemy, and he was like no white people aren't the enemy, they just have never seen the beauty of our culture, mm. let's show it to them, and mm. the Black Panther was that, and Chadwick Boseman led that in my mm. opinion, and, and so I've, I've always very much uh, found that to be. Uh, very meaningful and very, and he kind of just constantly exemplified that greatness, that elegance, that sophistication, that cultural modesty as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of going to what you were saying, Darcy, about like the speech, I, I remember him actually, uh, and Angela Bassett kind of said that in her, uh, who played his mom uh, in Black Panther, she was saying that like there's a connection there as well because he had told her uh, he like so she came to Howard uh, to his alma mater for like a commencement address because I think she's like a alumni or something like that so she had a young student who was supposed to kind of like take her on stage for her speech like kind of guide her and like take her up the steps and all that sort of stuff that was Chadwick Boseman and he kind of reminded her of that uh, when they were uh, playing mom and father, a uh, mom and uh, son. And she was like, it really helped to kind of like bond us and to also create that level. And she was like, I really did feel proud of him uh, the way a mother would be. And I was and like that, like I, I was just like, all right, Angela Best is not making me cry. <laughs> and I was just like, So yeah, like my, my thoughts on him was that uh, far too soon. And, mm. and, but at the same time, he sacrificed so much mm-hmm. to give us so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, just honoring him uh, would be to continue on that. There's like two points that like, I, I heard you guys say that I wanted to circle on. One was like, so Umar, you were talking about how sometimes they, people look at the, the actors and, it's un, and give them an unfair judgment, right? Yeah. And... Um, when he was filming Defy Blood, so I saw a clip from an interview where um, I think I had the guy's name up, but I, I, I forgot it already. Um, but it was an older actor on in, in the movie Defy Bloods, who's like his like co-star or like one of the main cast members, and um, he was saying that he regrets now his original thought of Chadwick Boseman because so this is they were filming in I'm probably going to get the country wrong, but I think it was Vietnam. I think so too. And because um, I'm pretty sure it was on the Vietnam War. Yeah. And so they were in Vietnam filming like on location, hot weather in the mountains. Okay. And um, he had an entourage with them, a whole lot of people. And his original thought was that he was being a diva because all oh, that the, the Black Panther got into his head and all this kind of stuff. But of course, since nobody knew yeah. battling like at this point, I think stage four cancer. Yeah. That he he's like he, you could see him tear up when he said he's like because he's realizing like when he's trying to say you know he's like he's like i didn't realize that those were people taking care of him he was still fighting every day going through the whole battle as much as everybody else with a whole other war going on inside of him and yet he's still and those people are there to care for him not to boost his ego mm-hmm. like, literally to try to keep him alive 
you know and yeah. so you can see the, re the regret in that and then like it's a testament and it's just a more exemplifying on, on on your point and there was something that tactic said early on it was like um the obama and t'challa kind of like um uh seeing them as like a black uh idols or examples and i feel like i was thinking about it after attack said it and it was like you know obama is one of the, the like one of the major first on the biggest stage in the world to see you know a black man be well poised elegant and very much in a leadership perspective not saying that there weren't many before him but that like the world got to see it in a giant way right yeah. like unanimously people aren't missing that anymore right like you know as big as the fresh princes like where you know it's known in like a rural country in a in a, in a place where they don't have televisions and people still know the fresh princes like you people know who obama is and i think the chala it was the the you know even though a fictional character is a representation of that and a representation of an origin version of what you know a black male leader can be a true african leader representation especially for people in the west who feel um separated from their from from their origins and you know there is something in that and i think also the fact that you know you got to see you know it's a movie so it gets to show you this origin between his like He's obviously a great leader right out of the gate, but he also has this challenge to overcome in terms of doing what is right with integrity. Like the the line that Tichaka says to him that he's like, you know, um, you're you're a good man, and it's hard for a good man to be a king. Yeah, and it is hard. And in both the movie and in life, he was the the good man who is hard to be a king, and still was that great king at the same time yeah yeah totally i um very well said darcy uh, i think in regards to the representation i think they did a phenomenal job at that and just what it stood for because you know obviously he like black panther wasn't the first black superhero that we got from the marvel universe but it the symbolism of what it represents in the term of you know, when we often watch movies and we see black people betrayed in those movies, it's often, you know, we're either gangsters or, or like some kind of bullshit like that. Like we're, you soldiers. know, we're, we're, we're soldiers, we're drug dealers or whatever. Like we're, we're so we're, cool and shit, you know? Yeah. We're not, we're not always uh, um, depicted in the best light. And with Black Panther, it's like we're being depicted as royalty, you know, yeah. as leaders, which was so impactful, especially for the youth youth today right because of that going back to that whole obama thing right it was like you made it possible you it, it it no longer became just a dream where it was like oh one day someday maybe if we're lucky there'll be a black president it's like no now it, it, it was a reality and then now with um the representation of uh, t'challa as king you know young people are young black just not even just black just young people in general are seeing that and they're like wow like that's that's amazing. Like that symbolism is is such a powerful statement in in the universe as a whole. And I, I I that's another thing that I really really appreciated, and why I value the movie so much, and why I understand the impact that it had in the black community as as a result of that. Yeah, like oh, sorry. 
Sorry, I have a quick thing I just want to like throw here because it just mm. it's like beaming through my head. Um, the, why that representation matters? Imagine you have a superpower, mm -hmm. and your superpower is that you can f create anything in front of you that you can imagine, mm -hmm. right? But if you've never seen anything like what those leaders represent, yeah, you have a harder time creating it. Some people have great imagination and will be still be able to create it, but a lot of people need some visual. And once they see you with the Obamas and the T'Challas, then they are able to start creating that for themselves. And they're like fueling the, the person who has that superpower and that imagination to create whatever they want in front of them. And that's what like, that's why representation matters so much. Cause yeah. It's kind of, yeah. It's kind of like green lantern with the ring, like how he yeah. creates or manifests that, um, based off of what he's seen before or what he can uh, imagine yeah, or what he can imagine. Yeah. I like for me, the, what you were saying tactics, like, uh, just one that actually add on that, like, uh, two things. One, uh, the fact that we see him as a King, but a King of a society that is actually more advanced mm -hmm. than mm -hmm. like, yeah. the, like literally every other society is actually primitive, mm -hmm. but they are the more advanced. They have the better technology. They have the better understanding. Uh, they have the more knowledge and more, under, uh, and just everything about them is, is superior. They are the ones that like, I mean, for crying out loud, they're the ones who held back Thanos. But then also uh, what you're talking about in terms of representation and how that like allows for uh, how that matters. I was actually reading uh, a, uh, a woman's post uh, after Chadwick's passing and how she was saying that this really affects her because she worked at, um, I think, no, sorry, her daughter, her daughter was, they all went to a, like, a, I think one of those, like, Europe, like, uh, those festivals uh, where, like, old European uh, culture, I can't remember what they're called right now. Um, and so it's um, the, the daughter wanted to go up on stage uh, as like a, as a princess to be welcomed by the king, uh, and like this is a Victorian era type king who's on a stage and he's like welcoming the little girl, like like just like kids uh, coming up and like welcoming all that sort of stuff. But she came on stage dressed up not as like a Victorian outfit or like anything like culturally appropriate for the Victorian era. She came up dressed up as a Wakandan, oh, as wow. black man, and you would think that she, people would kind of look at her and be like, ah, I don't know about this, but like the man on stage didn't, didn't even miss a beat. He was like, and we are blessed to receive a princess from the, uh, the nation of Wakanda. Please come on stage. And like people started clapping and she, she did the arms cross uh, mm -hmm. and then like everything like that. And I'm just like, yo, like, of course, Chadwick Boseman, he, he made that happen. Like he helped to, to make that happen along with everybody else. But representation matters because mm -hmm. even people who are doing something that's supposed to be historically accurate in these sorts of plays, they have something that they can welcome someone as equal. Mm -hmm. And he didn't say, oh, like a citizen of Wakanda. He didn't say someone from, you know, dressing up as from Wakanda. He's like a princess mm -hmm. from Wakanda because yeah. we, like you were saying, there are there is royalty there. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's yeah, just uh, my final point. To to make a parody between the storytelling, so Taxes was saying like you know, uh, I think it was you, Taxes, who said like the that you know, a, a society or was it you, Taxes or Umar? I'm feeling we get it wrong, but this has a society that's well established, right? And it's it's not one where the representation, thank you, uh, is you know 
like okay so a lot of north american films work off of the the premise that rocky set forward right which is the underdog story coming up yeah. and then you take anime and a lot of their stories are the internal struggle of a character who not always but like there's a lot of them where they're like they're they're really powerful and the battle is more internal and you know, black people in North American films are usually placed in the Rocky scenario and the worst scenario, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, oh, they're always extremely poor. They're always like, don't, they're not well kept to society and a whole bunch of things. And that's their, their journey. And the, the, that whole movie is actually a battle, even though that um, Killmonger is the external force, his whole battle is an internal force battle. He yeah. he doesn't need anything. He's no underdog story. He is nowhere close to the underdog. He is the top dog in, in the whole story. He has all the wealth. He's ridiculously intelligent. He has all of the physical power. He has all of the tech. His whole battle is not with the external world, even though he has an external um, you know, battle to face. It was really about what that battle meant. And I think that's also a big thing that plays in the subconscious of people is to see, you know, black people where they they don't need, you know, the society or the white man to pick them up, you know, and, and or they have to fight and find their way. You know, it's like, no, he, he doesn't need any of that. He has to figure out something for himself. And I think that also, you know, means a lot to the, to the world in ways that maybe they haven't realized, but it, mm-hmm. it plays a factor. And so that kind of like leads into my next question that I want to ask you both, uh, and then we'll answer myself. Um, what what were your thoughts on Black Panther the movie, or actually Black Panther the character? Let's say Black Panther Black Panther the character in the MCU, because I don't want to just limit to his movie. Um, I love the character um, when he was first introduced in Civil War. I thought. You know, I, I didn't going in. I didn't know much about Black Panther. I, I'd seen him in like different like iterations of like the cartoon and stuff. Like from uh, um, I don't even remember what what cartoon I saw him in first, but um, yeah, I, I thought Chadwick did an amazing job. I mean, I didn't really have anything to compare it to, but um, I believed him as the character. I was I was he's like one of the characters where I was like, yo, I would love to see like a standalone movie with him in it right um you obviously can't say that for every single avenger but him specifically like i was like yeah i'm i'm all going for gung-ho for it um him as a him as a character i so in terms so i I forget who uh which one of you guys said it but um you guys mentioned how he had a lot of input in 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 the storyline yeah thanks umar um, he had a lot of input. <laughs> he was taking credit for everything. That was, that was, that was me. <laughs> yep. I can see Darcy be like, okay, okay, I'm all up the slide. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so he had a lot of input on on the storyline, the the usage the usage of the um, the dialect in terms of how they the spoke. Um, but one one thing that got overlooked, and I personally appreciate it, was um, the fact that they, his, his fighting style was very reminiscent of Capoeira, um, uh. which, which is uh, which is a Afro-Brazilian uh, martial art that was derived or developed by African-Brazilian slaves, right? Yeah. And so I noticed the fighting style, and I was really appreciative of that. And uh, even uh, Michael B. Jordan had made a comment about that in um, 
in one of the interviews that they had done where um, he said that Chadwick was very adamant about adding that in there because he had been practicing it specifically for for this role. And I just, I loved that element where it's like they really were reaching and trying to bring as much of the African culture into this movie as possible and trying to be as authentic as they as they possibly could. And I remember watching another interview where they, um, they actually went to, uh, I think it was South Africa and got immersed in the culture, him and Ryan Coogler and did their research and yeah they really went to depths to make it as authentic as possible and like learn the culture and interact with the people and get a get a deeper insight into how they live and like their their philosophy and and whatnot and um i really appreciate that when like actors really like go that extra mile for the the love of the craft and um not in a sense of like being method but more so just like showing an appreciation and trying to come off as authentic as possible when portraying a character or when um, trying to convey a particular story. And so I really appreciated Black Panther in that aspect. And I thought he did a phenomenal job. He's an amazing actor. I The, the other movie that I saw him in was um, uh, the James Brown movie, Get On Up. And, you know, I'm a big fan of James Brown. So I was definitely very into that movie. And I thought he did a great portrayal of him as well. And yeah, I know that wasn't part of the question, but just wanted to add, throw that out there. Didn't wanna... Yeah. How about you, Darcy? Yeah, for me, like I, I similar to text, I didn't have a whole lot of historical um, knowledge of the character, but the thing that I kind of based it off of, I don't know what you call this, but there was an animated Black Panther film that was like still animation. Mm. I'd say like where it's yeah. kind of like it's like a audio oh, over top yeah, of like yeah, comic. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I remember. Yeah, and so I'd seen that. And I was really impacted by that, not because of like, well, the art was beautiful. Like the art was beautiful. It like it's it, it's obviously it's it's African style, but the thing I liked about it is like you know when you watch like, um, uh, anime that's like, oh, this looks like very traditional China, like in a representation, or this looks like you see that in like some of the um, Avatar or Korra, the Last Airbender, where they do some of the like um, more psychedelic stuff, especially in in in, in Legend of Korra, and it looks like ancient China, like mm-hmm. the, the way they used to animate, like or not animate, sorry, they used to draw the actual um, scroll type of stuff. Like it looked very ancient, and it had a very had a very rich feel to it that felt like had a real history. Um, but uh, the other thing I, I was really impacted by was the way he spoke and the dialogue. There's this one conversation, this clip where the guy these guys from the west are trying to buy them out and the way he speaks was so strong it was so like it it was as strong as somebody telling you to go f yourself with never saying you to go f yourself (laughs) and yet at the same time it almost felt like he was giving the guy an education Mm -hmm. at the same time and it was there was so much regal and royalty yet like humility and power and I, when I saw that and the tone of voice he used, it, for me, it was like, there's something in there for me as a black man I have to learn. And so when I was waiting to see the, the Black Panther movie come out and waiting to see him in Civil War, that was the one thing that I was kind of waiting on. It was like me waiting to see. It's like, okay, you can do Batman, but how do you do Bruce Wayne, right? Mm. That's how I was feeling going in. And I don't know. 
I didn't have the, the Batman history, but I did have a little bit of a hint of the Bruce Wayne and I needed to see that Bruce Wayne hit and all the stuff that Umar was saying about the work that he put into making the character a certain way and the stuff that Tack is saying about, you know, all the, the things about grounding it, you know, that stuff like translated well. Uh, if he had done the American accent because, oh, it would have translated for other audiences, it, it, I, I would have compared it against that and I would have been disappointed. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he took it to where he took it, you know, because the actor who played T'Chaka, that was, he does speak that. Like that was yeah. his native tongue. So mm-hmm. he, when working and balancing off of that, it's like, you know, it just, he had a bar to, to reach and he reached it so fast. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think my favorite part of the Black Panther character. Yeah, all the fights and stuff is cool. It's it's his Bruce Wayne moments, his, his T'Challa moments. Those are the parts that are, are the best for me in the movie is when he's not in costume. So, so like, well, I, I have really nothing, nothing I can add to any of that. So you guys have pretty much said it all. So I think that's kind of like easily, and you've kind of started it, uh, Darcy, is like the next question I want to ask is, what were your favorite moments of uh, Black Panther? And um, I'll I'll start this time uh, by saying that there were two uh, there were two things that I remember that really stood out to me. And like I've also rewatched Civil War, Black Panther, Infinity War, and Endgame all this week, kind of a, in honor of uh, Chadwick Boseman as well as some other movies. But uh, watching it this time around, I, I noticed there were two things that very much stood out, and one being in Civil War, like right from Civil War, where everyone, he is as physically strong as Captain America. He's um, as, actually he's more rich and has more resources than Tony Stark. And he is also the one who has suffered akin to Tony Stark in terms of like loss. But while all of these heroes and and also um, uh, Winter Soldier, who's like, to be honest, I would say call him more of a victim in that in that film. All of them cannot control themselves. All of them are in conflict, and all of them are allowing what he said is vengeance taking over them, and it's resulting in such devastation for everything. And he alone was the one to overcome that. He found out who the real murderer of his father was, and that was enough for him to kind of say hold on and what my favorite line was that he's like vengeance has consumed you when he was talking to zemo just as they've consumed him uh, consumed them i'm done with it letting it consume me and he just puts his uh claws away and then he stops zemo from killing himself puts him in a chokehold but not to harm him but to restrain him and said very calmly the living are not done with you yet in a very just way almost a, a king making a, a boss ch- line yeah. yeah it was a boss line but it was also like such a like deeply philosophical and and regal statement that he didn't have to yell kind of like oh, what you were saying uh he he taught the lesson while also telling the guy to shut up yeah. so it, it's interesting that you uh, like you said that cuz I, I felt that and the second one was that um when he steps out of the um of the portal, uh, at, like at the just before the big fight in Endgame, and you see him like flanked by uh, his sister and also uh, Okoye, you're just like, oh, thank God they're here. And to, to have, uh, you know, a, 
a person of color being the first one to step out and everyone be like, oh, thank God, Black Panther is here. Mm-hmm. They're saved. Those two things, I was like, he did that. He exemplified that. He uh, like he brought those things out and kind of showed that, yo, know, people of color can also not only be the, uh, the like the highly sophisticated one, they can be the more intelligent one, they can be the more wealthy one, but also they could be the salvation as well. Yeah, hmm. I think I so also those were my favorite moments anyway. Thing I liked what you're saying there was that um, about his arc in Civil War that he he faced all of that like everybody else had all of these other people's input right the you know tony stark and 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 you know uh captain rogers you know they're back and forth they're back and forth and and you know i believe this and i believe that and other people saying this and the world saying that and no one's really like trying to influence t'challa but he's yeah. watching it all and by the end of it he comes to that restraint with no, like nobody else it's like it, you you didn't have like you know black widow yeah, no pop out of here and be like hey you know i got something for you to consider and he's like oh my god I never thought of it that way and then changes his mind he he came to that realization on his own i think there's something really powerful and not just the way he spoke you know about the the living are not done with you yet but it's it's that grounding in i want to say the being part of the origin as in your as in his his uh wakanda lineage but growing through like all those amazing like african proverbs it's like he's grounded in the tradition of of the where they started you know and there's part of his his teaching and his training his entire life as his dad said to him he's like i don't know if i'm ready to be a king he's like did i not did you not train your entire life did you not walk by my side did you not do all these things right you are ready whether you feel like you are or not, you know? Um, and uh, yeah, my, my, my favorite parts in all the, all the films go between like the stuff that Umar, you just said, the, um, the, I think, I think I'm going to say my, 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 my favorite one, just as like my yeah. I mean, one point in my favorite one, I think I'm going to wrap up all of my, the fun moments, like him and Shiri together, you know, like they're, they're dynamic, you know, it's just like, Oh, guess what? I called them. What? Sneakers. Sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, killed me. So I, also, I also love like, like, they probably have the best sibling portrayal I have ever seen. Like the healthiest sibling portrayal I've ever seen. Like these are two people who are royalty. Neither one wants to fight the other for power. And also, like they're still kids in a way. Like she, he's like, "Yo, delete that footage." And she's like, "Oh, it's, it's for research purposes." <laughs> yeah. Do you know? Actually, uh, here's another side fact that I read up on that uh, Chadwick went to the casting calls. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of the stars don't go to the casting calls and he went to the casting calls. That's why the the dynamics he had, like he went in there to make sure that that, that it worked, right? But my favorite scene, and it's even more so that I found out that it was his idea. I didn't think it was his idea. It's the scene between him and Michael B. Jordan where Michael B. Jordan makes the statement of like, um, uh, bury me at sea because my brothers and sisters knew that that um, um, being death of, yeah death is better than bondage. bondage yeah. uh, thanks for helping me with that. And I thought that would have been like Michael B. Jordan or Ryan Coogler's idea for some reason. I did not. Re- I did not realize it was Chadwick Boseman. The original script was supposed to be that he asked to be 
um, buried in Wakanda or accepted the idea of being buried in Wakanda. And it was Chadwick who put the idea that like, cause he was putting the idea cause he spent all this time, like coming from South Carolina and going to South Africa and all this stuff. He, he was placing a lot of the ideas of the fact that like the separation between the African American man and the African man. And that, 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 that dilemma that, you know, you know, we're trying to be connected to our heritage, but we're not really connected to our heritage. Um, and so he put that idea in, in there to get that, to change that direction. I mean, that's like one of the most impactful things I ever seen in my life. And oh, find that he, he was an influencer on that, you know, like, damn. Wow. T. Damn. Yeah. Uh, Umar, you took mine. So, uh, <laughs> 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 um, yeah, that, I mean, that was an amazing scene and uh, a, a huge turnaround for, for him in, in regards to the storyline. I really enjoyed it, especially I love the line from Civil War where he's talking about um, death and he says something along the lines of um, in my culture, death isn't the end. It's a it's a yeah. stepping stone. Like that was such a powerful line, even though he didn't he didn't really he w had no intention of following that perspective initially. Um, but then to see everything kind of come full circle and him kind of practicing restraint, like you mentioned, uh, I found to be very powerful and one of my favorite moments. Um, another one would be. Um, uh uh what was it i had it on the tip of my tongue and i lost it um damn it what was it oh um where he is uh so they're they're trying to revive him with the with the flower and he goes off into the spiritual realm and he has that that, that interaction with his father who's telling him to cross over it's his time or whatever and went to talk to chala actually stands up to his father and he's just like, no, like what you did was wrong. Why did you leave that boy there? And like, you know, it's kind of him kind of understanding or empathizing with, you know, uh, Killmonger's, um, his vocation in terms of his point of view, in terms of like why he's doing what he, he's doing. Obviously it's an extreme method, um, but as a result of the neglect um, put in place from by his father, right? And you know he's to blame, and now he has now T'Challa has to kind of clean up his mess. And I really like I found that to be a very powerful scene because you go from T'Challa like really idolizing and looking up to his father to now being like, hmm, you know, you're flawed. I grew up thinking that you were this perfect, prolific figure. You know, you could do no wrong, but then I see. I see the errors of your ways and it's time that we make a change because, you know, especially with Killmonger's um, point of view and even, um, I forget the girl, uh, um, his, his, his girlfriend in the, in the movie. Oh, um, uh, oh God, Shuri Okoye and uh, Nakia. Nakia, yes. So she had a similar point of view, obviously not as extreme as Killmonger, but um, it was kind of like, it was great, that great, coming of it like coming full circle where uh t'challa actually yeah. meets that meets kind of in the middle where it's like okay we don't have to go to, to the extremes and implement those like extreme measures like how kim monger was trying to portray um but uh somewhere in the kind of somewhere in the middle where we start to expose um what it is that wakanda it like what wakanda actually is and 
that ending credit scene really solidifies that favorite moment for me where the um, one of the members of the UN, uh, is it the UN that they were? Yeah, yeah, all the white dudes, yeah. Yeah, he's like, what What can a third world country have to offer uh, like offer us? And yeah, then a country like sheep herders, he's like, yeah. Everyone just starts smiling. You're just smiling. He's like, yo, you don't even. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so like, it was just crazy. I, I really I love that. The one white dude who actually went to Wakanda was like, "Yo, these guys don't even know." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, yo, they have no fucking clue. So you, you, you know, I want to see the 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 what's what's the guy's name? I forget. I love him. Um, the, Martin Freeman. Yeah, Martin Freeman. I want to see his character just like move to Wakanda. Like after I was, was watching Black Panther, I was no. like, I, I want him to see him like basically just leave. The United States and go to Wakanda, and it, that be some kind of a statement in like mm. the, the 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 Marvel universe of just yeah. like, yeah, I'm gonna be over here. This place, yeah. is <laughs> right? <laughs> you, 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 there's also two things that well, one Nikia, I think I said that right. Um, I yep. love I love her scene in Korean. I just love that. Like, <laughs> it's like the, the way when she does that, that that total change in inflection of her voice. I'm like, yeah. oh, you got that right. But. Um, there's something else that I have to throw here about Black Panther, the movie, and what it represents. Yeah. The whole movie is a poignant metaphor for Africa to America for a black person. Mm-hmm. Because Killmonger is a representation of all the slaves left behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that moment where he step stands up to T'Chaka in in the spiritual realm is the dialogue that the film is trying to articulate. It's not to say that like, okay, you know, Africa's got this whole big thing, but it's like there is a underlying conversation there as well that goes that goes beyond just like, um, you know, it, well, this is what the states did. But what also didn't, you know, in this case, the uncle not do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I just I had, to, I had to throw that out there. Of course. So that kind of helps to actually lead to the, my last question. Uh, and that's like, now that, unfortunately, Chadwick has passed on, uh, and may he rest in peace and power and in, in love, um, what do you guys want to ha- happen with the F- Black Panther franchise? Like, do you want them to recast it, or do you want no, uh, no, no recasting? Yeah, I, I'm, I, not, I'm not going to wait for you to finish speaking. No recasting for me. No, I, like honestly, I, I don't even want them to recast. And for me personally, like, I'm glad. Like, so, like, here's my possible recourse, and you guys can say like if you like it or not, or if you all have your own. In the comics, uh, Black uh, T'Challa actually abdicates. And his sister takes over as the as the next Black Panther and also as Queen. And to be honest, I think given how much this would mean for like uh, women and also black women as well, if they actually went that route, I think that would be something that like Chadwick would be supportive of. Uh, so I would actually wouldn't mind if um, Shuri became the for Black Panther 2, that Shuri's actually now the Black Panther and also uh, Queen of Wakanda. But uh, what do you guys think? Um, I feel like that's that's very plausible, especially if it's uh, stemming from the comics. Uh, when you were saying that, it kind of reminded me of that moment in Endgame where um, uh, it's all the female, like all the female yeah. Avengers, they kind of get together and then they just wreck up, they wreck shop. And I feel like that was some kind of a segue that they're trying to set up 
in, in, in regards to this. And I feel like, you know, I know Chadwick kind of kept a lot of this stuff close to the chest, but part of me feels like, like, you know, he, he had to have had some sort of talks with Kevin Feige in that regard, in terms of like the plans um, for the future going forward. Right. And so the movie was pretty delayed compared compared to what you would expect it to be. You know, mm-hmm. you, you would expect it to come earlier. But mm-hmm. though Ryan Coogler did say that, like, he had all this, like, plan, like, dialogue that he was writing for him. So he didn't know. But, I mean, maybe, maybe Feige knew and he was just, like, pushing Ryan Coogler out without reason, you know? like I, yeah. I, can, I, can, see, I can see that, like, uh, Feige, well, no, he actually, like, Feige is a pretty strong taskmaster when it comes to, like, be on time and be on like on mm-hmm. schedule. So mm-hmm. yeah, he may have, he may have known, but um, I feel like he the, might, I feel like he might've and, you know, cause we haven't really, we haven't had any announcements about, um, you know, Black Panther two. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. you know, um, I, I'm not in a rush to, to see another Black Panther, if if they do decide to go along with a Black Panther two, yeah, I'm I'm definitely all game for uh, Sherry taking over uh, taking over the mantle of Black Panther. Um, I I'm not totally against them recasting the the character because really? yeah, because I I agree. John Campia kind of uh, spoke on this already, and um, I kind of agree with his point in the sense that. Um, Chadwick, like we said earlier, it wasn't about him. It, the, the Black Panther as a movie is much bigger than him. And what it represents goes beyond him as a person, right? And it's not to discredit him and and who he was and, and whatnot, right? But, you know, he knew that he was sick and he chose to do this role because of what it stood for, what it represented and, and the impact that it was going to have. And I think he want if given the choice, he would want that to carry on and continue, right? And and create that influence, right? Of course, you can still do it with Shiri um, in the role, you know, and it'll still have that impact. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that, but I think, you know, if they went along and they decided that, okay, I, we, we want to continue with the t- T'Challa storyline and we want to bring somebody else into the role and have them um, do it justice, you know, obviously there is always going to be some comparisons and whatnot, but it's kind of like how we, how we looked at, um, you know, Heath Ledger's Joker, right? It's like, you know, he passed away and then we got another, we got another Joker with Joaquin Phoenix and um, the other uh, Jared Leto, which, you know, we'll we'll just kind of disregard him, but um, you know, again, that, that wasn't in the same kind of universe, but you know, it's it's not like Joaquin Phoenix isn't disrespecting Heath Ledger because he's now yeah. the Joker, right? You know, it's just it's a it's a character, right? And just because you know somebody else takes on the role of Black Panther, it doesn't it doesn't mean that we forget about the amazing and phenomenal job that Chadwick brought to the character, right? We're never ever going to forget that. Just like we never forget Heath Ledger, Joaquin did his thing in in Joker, but people always still refer back to Heath Ledger and, and how he bodied that role. So um, for me, yes, of course, I miss Chadwick. I would love, like, you know, unfortunately he's passed. So, you know, we're never going to be able to see him in play that role ever again. Well, I mean, they're doing the what if Elseworlds thing. So we kind of yeah. get a little taste of that um, as his last sign-off film. But, um, you know, I'm not 
totally against it because of the fact of what it represents. It's big shoes to fill. And, you know, he has to, whoever they were to get in that role would have to bring their A game. But um, I think Chadwick, you know, I don't think Chadwick sitting there being like, you know, like, no, no, no. You know, I don't, I don't want anyone else playing the role after me kind of thing. Of course you know? not. Of course you know, not. I, I just feel like it's so hard. So like if the, you're, you're set up with an immediate problem, right? Which is that if you had a movie where the Black Panther character, Wakanda, matters in that story arc, right? Mm-hmm. Like not a Black Panther film, but like other MCU films where Wakanda matters, right? Mm-hmm. And the Black Panther character in Wakanda matters. Like they can't just like write it off where it's like, oh, we'll, we'll just have, you know, uh, Shuri show up or Sequoia yeah. show up and handle the, the the leadership of this situation. Or maybe we you know, have M'Baku show up and, and he handles something like in, in this particular situation, right? Then... Um, if you can't write that, then you have to face the fact of like, if you need the king or the leader of the country in this story, you have to figure out which one you're going with. And my worry is that you bring somebody in and it just, we can't, un, we can't un, know. Yeah. And then it just feels flat and bad. If you, if you gave it time, like a certain number of years, whatever feels appropriate, then you have the time to build up uh, maybe another character to replace. But I still feel like I'm just going to be like looking and because it's not just he did a great job. It's he had the dynamics with everybody. And, mm-hmm. and, and so like somebody else faking that dynamic with Sherry is going to feel weird. You know what I mean? Like, like, like also, that alone will be a nitpick that will just drive you insane. I also can see a lot of actors choosing not wanting to do it. Just like, not just yeah. out, uh, out of respect, but in the sense of like, you know, I like, they're how how can they even represent like this like he defined it and he he had so much involved in it so me personally I, like i would prefer the shuri route because i, like, I mean i don't know if an i don't know if actors would go as far as stepping down from a project based off of that because again i don't i don't deem it as disrespectful i don't think i, I obviously i think uh, some time needs to be passed i don't think we need a black panther 2 right now or, or at all really um but if that's the route that they're going in I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, I haven't finished, I've only watched the first movie, but it's like um, Harry Potter and the uh, Dumbledore, right? Didn't that dude pass away and then they replaced him yeah. with another character? Yeah. Mind you, he's not, I don't know if he's a main pivotal part of the Harry Potter story because I haven't gotten that far. You started it, watching but, Harry Potter? Yeah, but we'll save that for another podcast. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but, uh, but yeah, so I mean, I, like, again, I love I love Chadwick. I I respect him as a human being and as what in terms of his character in terms of the Black Panther role. Um, but it, and obviously, it some time needs to pass before. Like even me, like if they were to do announce Black Panther two is coming out in two years, I'd be like mm, too soon. I, yeah. I need I need some more time to like kind of breathe and let that let myself be okay. Just kind of like with the. Um, uh, with the Heath Ledger thing, I, I needed some time before I could accept another um, another Joker. But I'm not against them uh, replacing, or sorry, not replacing, but um, taking over the uh, the role of Black Panther, if, especially if it's uh, vital to the storyline. I, I have something I want to throw here, though. So, and I'm not trying to like paint like a this is how I want a story to go or anything mm-hmm. particular. But if they were to come up with a Black Panther in like two or 
a Wakanda film. Let's call it a Wakanda film. Like forget there, there the is Black Panther two uh, announced. Yeah. but like let's say that let's say like they like because of Change what happened. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just gonna say a Wakanda film because I have this arc in my head, and I'm like, if they wanted to, if they wanted to continue because they need wakanda like they can't just like forget wakanda after we know yeah. wakanda like of wakanda wakanda you can't um you can't move forward and not have it part of the, the universe it's, yeah. it makes the universe bigger so um if there was a scenario where and it was done well i'm not going to paint how you would write this because i don't even want to like push my brain that hard but for some reason the black panther character is not existent in the universe whether it's a um, a passing or a some scenario where he has disappeared, right? I don't. I'm going to make up how, um, but the mantle of Black Panther is. I would be intrigued by the idea of it fall. I think there's something in the comic related to this where it, it falls to. I think, I think it failed to kill longer at one point, which is already what we depicted. But um, if it falls to somebody else or somebody else is rising to leadership and it builds into a longer story, whether it's one movie or two movies, where Shuri, it's it's how Shuri gets to be taking over the throne, where it's like, who leads the country, right? Mm-hmm. It's the question because he's not, he's absent or passed away. And who leads the country? And all of that is actually an arc to build the Shuri character into uh like the next big leader of a different kind with different uh, way of doing it. I'd be really happy with that kind of a route just because it keeps the universe. It builds on the characters we already have. And I would totally like, if there was a logical way or good story way to say like Umbaku takes over temporarily, and then it's about building up Shuri and maybe there's like a kin relationship they have, or maybe it's a power struggle. I don't know. I kind of prefer the kin relationship thing where he's doing the good thing and then helps build her. And he's like, no, no, you really need to be the leader, but I'm going to like hold this throne until you're ready and help build you to it. I would love to see like, a Wakanda building of the universe and something to that that degree over a direct like re- recasting. I mean, I wouldn't mind if like they had some absentee thing where he's like off in some other universe and they logically explain it because of some event that happens out of, I don't know, some other film or um, the, what what's that, the, the, the Marvel TV stuff. I can't remember her name right now. What's her name? The one that's doing Scarlet the- Witch. Scarlet Witch, like if something were to explain because oh, of the Scarlet Witch, mm-hmm. he becomes absent, then all this stuff has to happen in Wakanda. And then later on, they'd recast him with a new character who comes back. And because it was something that happened to Scarlet Witch, it explains why he's physically a different person, like why he looks different to us. It logically makes sense in our head because it's an alternate universe mm-hmm. like version of him or something. Yeah. Then I'm cool with that. I just don't want to like, this is the exact same character right away with all expected all the same dynamics all the same everything and another actress just they're gonna have a different way of doing it and we'll never unsee what we already know so mm. yeah i know okay yeah thanks guys cool all right well um <clears throat> any final words before we uh wrap things up wakanda forever wakanda forever in bombay mm-hmm. bombay all right, guys. Well, thank you for watching another edition of the Geeky Bros podcast. I'm your boy Tactics. This is your boy Darcy. And this is Big Geek Umar. Like and subscribe and live long and prosper, y'all.